Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Welcome back. We are back in the pod. Just like that. Another Sunday. Another Sunday. <laughs> you always repeat beautiful everything. Beautiful day, too, I, outside. <laughs> you repeat everything I say. It's a beautiful day outside, too. Yes, it is, actually. Sunshine. But yeah. it's cold, Blue though. Skies, yeah. It is. I woke up, I saw the cars, I'm like, man, it's all frozen. Yeah, like I, I could see on the neighbor's roof outside, I could see the roof was frozen when i was little i used to think that was snow oh the ice on the yeah because i'm from california that's the closest you can get yeah snow and i thought oh my gosh that's amazing yeah it doesn't snow here the first time i saw snow i was in uh sixth grade really that's what about you i don't remember was it the first when we went to tahoe with mo and monica yeah i think so that might have been it that was like 12 years ago, 11 years ago. Because I never gone to the snow. Yeah, because I, oh yeah, because Monica woke you up and said, Mike, look, there's snow. Because when we got to the mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, yep. so I was with you for the milestone. Yes. And, and it wasn't that spectacular. It's all right. <laughs> I'm not into the snow. I really am not. I'm, I'd rather be in like a cute ski outfit oh, in cool. the lodge <clears> with, <throat> a, with a spiked hot chocolate. There you go. I'd rather be with my coffee in a hot lot in a lodge. Yeah. Nice and warm. I'm just not a big snow guy. I don't do snow sports. I don't snowboard. No. In fact, I find that every winter I, I forget how much I don't like being cold. I don't like to like go anywhere because I just don't like being cold. Even yeah. for a little bit, I don't like being cold. Like getting out of the car and walking to a restaurant or whatever. Yeah, we're spoiled here in Cali. We like the warmth. Yeah, so, oh my gosh. With, with very minimal rain as possible, but we always need water, unfortunately. Yeah, I actually like the rain, but I only like to be home in cozy clothes with a log on the fire. That's how I like to enjoy the rain. True, yeah. I don't like to have to be out and about and running, running errands. errands oh, and here the and worst, there. The yeah, worst. So I'm glad nice. it's nice today because we do have to run some errands. Yes. And it's probably going to be crazy out there. I'm sure it is. We're going to be battling it. Cheers. Cheers. I got my ho 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 mug for another week. We got to spill the coffee today. <clears throat> Hot coffee Hot is coffee. in a minute. Um, so anyways, guys, I just wanted to let you know, thank you so much for the overwhelming response we received from the last episode. It was. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Crazy. Like crazy. It was our most downloaded episode ever. Mm-hmm. We, I, from the amount of DMs, uh, YouTube comments I got, plus your DMs, yes. your text messages, yep. so many people in your life that didn't know. Yeah. And that was like shocking. Yes. Um, it's important to talk about it though. It is. It is. And that's what a lot of people said. Like, th- thank you for talking about it. You know, like this is helpful. This really helps. And I read every comment, every Instagram comment, everything, and it it was just so supportive. And so I was just so grateful for that because for as much as I like to come on here sometimes and complain about social media, there's some good sides to it. Yes, of course. You know? Yeah, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's just that nope. the, you know, one bad kind of outshines a lot of good, but there was no bad. Like it was all very uplifting, positive support. And I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, also, if I can ask you guys just a reminder, please leave a review, especially if you enjoyed this last episode, if it was helpful in any way, 
please go over to Apple Podcasts, pull up Candidly with Coffee, and leave us a five-star review there. I would really appreciate it. Um, we are going to get into some Q&A stuff that um, I opened it up for questions now for a, a couple of days. So we have different questions, lots of follow-up questions on the situation. So this will kind of be a part two to the episode, um, episode 366, which was It's Okay to Cry. That was that one. So uh, we'll get into that. But first for our hot coffee segment, um, I finished the Megan and Harry documentary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it is good. I watched, I didn't get to finish it yet, but yeah. it's, it's definitely uh Yeah, so it's the documentary, um, <clears throat> Meghan Markle and Harry. And I don't know why, I think we talked about it last time, but I couldn't think of Harry's brother's name, which is how terrible, but his name is William. William. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so I finished watching that documentary and I would say reviews on it are mixed. There's still people that are fully on the other side and then there are people that are on Megan's side. I think it's like a mixed bag, but my opinion remains consistent. I believe them. I believe them. I empathize with her. I think they could have said a lot more. Yeah. I Probably. think they just said enough to convey what they went through, but they were still classy about it. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Did you know this was news to me? Tyler Perry's the one that helped them. No. He so when I didn't know right that. right when the pandemic hit um in 2020, they were in Canada and the Royals had let them know they were pulling their security from them. Really? And everybody knew where they were in Canada and the paparazzi was out of control and they had like a few more days and the Royal security was being pulled. They were going to have zero security mm -hmm. with a crazy amount of media paparazzi. It's just cra craziness. And they didn't even know Tyler Perry personally. Um, but I guess he had reached out to Megan during some of the drama on like social media and stuff. And even though he doesn't know her and he just kind of sent her an encouraging social media message. Yeah. And, you know, saying, hang in there, you know, you're representing, you know, you're bringing awareness to, you know, you know, the first black woman in the Royals and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And she was so appreciative of that, that he like took notice. And, and so they kept in touch on social media and he, she reached out to him and at a desperation, like when really? they were going to lose security. And he said, hey, let me help you guys out. Wow. I have a house. I'll put you up. Nobody will know. They, he snuck them to the States into his compound. And they stayed there without anybody knowing for six weeks. They Damn. flew under the radar. And wow. they said they had like the most amazing six weeks of their life there. But he was... He's even like the godfather to one of their kids. Like he really helped them and wow. didn't even know them. Incredible. Because he believed it. He believed it. And he says he remembers Princess Diana going through the same thing. And he felt like if he didn't step in, like something that their worries were valid. Yes, of course. That people were, you know, they, they, could, they were in danger. Dude, it's almost like what I got from that. It's kind of sad because... Uh, what's his name? Harry H, as they call him. He, it's like he, he's, he's born into this, but now he's like he knows all the inner workings and all the the fake media stories that they create, mm -hmm. and 
just all that dirtiness that goes yeah. on. So that being said, it's like he, he he's like he got out of his own prison. Isn't right. that crazy? Yeah, because like he, he saw prison. he finally took his blinders off is yes. what happened. Because he saw, holy shoot. They they literally would would uh bury a story that was about William or Kate, but they wouldn't protect Harry and Megan. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're like, oh, there's nothing we can do. He's all, that's bullshit. I know there's something you can do. You guys trade stories all the time so that the media has a yep. you know good perception. Yes. Ultimately, what I got from the documentary was they, I feel like they thought they had another Princess Diana on their hands. She, she got a lot of attention. Yep. And they didn't like it. No. They didn't like it because mm. they were getting Jealous. more attention than the queen. You yeah you and, can't do that and definitely more attention than Kate and yeah. William yep they were like the it couple and the the public loved them it, it the perception was that the public didn't because of the media but the media was controlled you know it's very interesting even here it's the same thing here yeah think about it, it we're is. no different no we're they not plant don't get too crazy about celebrities we know this they're, they're what, do you, what do you call them when they have like their personal system they plant some stories oh, the or they'll P- be well pr they do yeah. they know how to spin things spin, they know yes. they know how to they say they blame the kardashians for doing this all the time they say that whenever something bad is happening with one they will throw another like curveball with another one of the kids to take attention off of it oh you know what i mean so yeah. like when you know Pete Davidson and Kim broke up. It's like, okay, then now they're going to announce the Tristan I see. saga. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're strategic. strategic. They're strategic in the way re- they release information. They're strategic in their product releases yes. um, to control the media somewhat. But you know what's weird about the royal family? It's like kings and queens, but they also have another part of the government. Like they're, they're, they're part of the government, but not, not really. Does that make sense? I it's learned a lot. Like they, they call it the institution. The institution. That sounds like a prison. I know. What does the institution mean in the United States of America? I'm, I'm institutionalized. That means I've been in a prison. I mean, that's kind of what it, she felt like, Megan. Being in a prison. And yeah. she was having like suicidal thoughts. I mean, right on our topic. Legit. She literally was asking for help. Like, I need help. She, I'm having. She talked to her mom. Deep which was depressive good. thoughts, yes. and I need help. And they yes. didn't like. They didn't want. They didn't like the way that would look. The optics of that. Yeah. So they told her, can't you just deal with it? <laughs> and he, and, and luckily, Harry took it serious. You know, he's yeah. like, I'm really worried about my wife. And well, felt, I You could just, tell he felt guilty at the look on his face. Like, I caused all this. Because yeah. she's going through because of me. Because who she married into, this family. It's not because of her. Man. He didn't have, I have to say, he didn't have a lot of um, bad things to say about his grandmother, though. He didn't say, he said like, he loved his grandmother. even in the meetings and stuff like that, he said she stayed quiet. He almost felt like she was, and maybe she was a lot of times just the face because she was so old at that point. She might not have been, you know, super involved. I don't know. Yeah. But, but, you know, he, cause he talked about how he got into shouting matches with his dad and William. And he, he did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like they they were like dirty and called a meeting, but they waited until they knew Megan had flown back to the states, and then they called the meeting so she wouldn't be mm. there. It was yep. just shady. Anyways, I highly recommend the documentary, even if you're not interested at all in the royals. Because to be honest, I was not. I did not. I was not 
super vested interest in Meghan Markle or any of that stuff. I know you, you got me into watching it with you. I but don't the documentary like is very well done. It is done. That was good. I love the Netflix style of documentaries. It's very well done. Yeah. And they got paid a pretty penny for it. I'm sure. Good they for did. them. Good for them. They're winning. Good for them. But they people went, are talking. They, look, crap they hit about rock that. bottom and they turned it around. Yeah. Look at that. They're like, oh, they're capitalizing off being the being a royal, but not being in the royal family anymore. I'm like, of course. They have to. They're going to, you know, they got to make their money. Exactly. They got to live. They got to, you know, survive. Crazy because he's what? He lives here now full time. They live in uh, Santa Barbara. H is like a a Brit slash American now. They literally live not far from here, like four hours from here. Mm. Now, their kids were born over over there in the UK? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, well, one of them was. I don't think Uh, the second one was. I think they could have dual citizenship because the mother's American. I'm not sure yeah, how that works. I don't know. That is a good question. But they did hide out in Canada for a while. Yes, they did. I saw that. Very interesting. So I would recommend it. Um, they got out of their prison. The institution, as they call it. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. All right. So moving on to some Q&A. Um, and I'll start with the topics that are related to last week, just because we'll kind of like recap. tie that up and mm-hmm. recap it. Um, some people wanted to know... Without, you know, they didn't want to feel like they were prying, but just because we glazed over, like, that you attempted, but you survived. And, like, how did that happen? How were you found? Did I find you? How were you found? So. How was I found? Yeah. Uh, hotel hotel staff? Yeah. So it was actually the same exact scenario as with Twitch, where you didn't check out. Yeah. You didn't check out, and so they went into your room. And um, I had already placed a police report, so they were able to identify you like almost immediately, um, knowing yeah, how, that you had been reported. How fast did they contact you after they found me? How did they I know? Was, the officer was still on scene, and he says you had just left in an ambulance. So the officer called me, and I, let me tell you, my whole body froze because I saw that it was a, you know, a number coming through on my cell phone. There was a 408 number. I remember I was on the phone with your sister. She was just about to create a flyer. We were going to put it on Facebook that you were missing mm-hmm. for, to help everyone help search. Yeah. And then I got the call and he said you were located and you were being transported to the hospital. And I just, I remember I just said, is he alive? I, I freaked out. And I just said, you know, is he alive? And, it felt like a million minutes before he answered, but he said yes. But he wasn't like, oh, he's okay, he's fine. You know, he was just like, he is alive. I don't have any further details. He's being transported to, and he told me the hospital. That was smart on his part not to tell you because he can't, he can't diagnose me. He's not no, a doctor. No, so he didn't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't, he didn't know, but you were being tended to by the paramedics. Mm. So I never got I a clear story <clears throat> as to what what happened when the paramedics arrived. You were definitely, but but I can tell you that on your Fitbit, remember we talked about last week how mm-hmm. there was, it stopped registering at 26 beats a minute. Well, it, the battery didn't die or anything. You still had it on. And then it was like 1.32 p.m. or something like that. You see it shoot up from nothing. You see it shoot all the way up. A spike? Yeah, so to me, that means they gave you Narcan. Yeah. If it shot from... It just shot from... It wasn't registering, and then it just... There's a huge spike. Wow. They gave and then it something. kind of regulated. 
after that. I don't remember none of that. So that was, they must have gave you Narcan. Yeah. It has to be. And um, so that was crazy because it just shows you were literally hanging on by a thread. Um, And they didn't tell me anything else. I mean, they didn't tell me anything. I found that out later. They, They took you to the hospital, but they called me. And so when they called, I got to the hospital at the same time that you had just arrived because the paramedics were outside. They were just coming out and they were the paramedics that were there. Cause I think we asked them, right? It's kind of a little bit of a blur, but then we went inside and they, they were just so rude and not helpful at all. Um, they said they couldn't give me any information. They, they still had you as a, they had you down as a John Doe. Yeah. Um, they asked me to describe you and heavily tattooed. Yeah. And, um, they, I didn't know, to be honest, I thought there was a really good chance that you were like either a vegetable, you know, like brain dead or like, I had no idea probably for about 45 minutes to an hour. I had no idea before they finally called me up and let me go back. And I said, he's coherent. And you know, they were like, well, We'll let you see for yourself. And that was shocking to see you because you did not look like the person that left the house the day before. Man. You you looked, it, it was, I can't even put it into words because you did not look like the same person. And I did not take a photo or a video or anything. I, I just wasn't in that mind space. I Now I wish I had something because I wish I could show you what you look like. I probably look crazy. Because you looked crazy. I mean, to do what I did, I, you got, you kind of are you're, crazy. But you're like, because I don't know if the, the the pills and everything you did, you you're you looked eighty. Your face, you must have been so dehydrated. Your face was just wrinkled. Really, like all shrunken in and wrinkled. Wow. And it's crazy. And you were not there. You weren't there. You were that still, wasn't me. yeah. That was- yeah. You were kind of trying to, you were trying to take all the wires off. I kind of remember that a little bit. And, and the nurse was like trying to get you to take your, you were naked, just hanging oh out with God. wires everywhere. And the nurse was trying to like get you to stop. And then they, they asked you if you knew who I was and you looked at me for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you said wife. Damn. But you didn't say it like that. You said it like you were t- <laughs> <laughs> like it's I couldn't not, get the words out of my mouth. This is not funny, you guys, but it's all all we could do is laugh if we're if we're not going to cry, right? Yeah, because I was like, "What is wrong?" I thought he, had, I thought because you know, like Lamar Odom and everything. Like yeah. I thought you had stroke, a stroke, and you couldn't, you lost your speech. And you know what's crazy is I had vision that doing that that I was going to die from a stroke. You thought it was I, it be runs a in my family history. My cousin yeah. died at forty. I tried to self induce it. It didn't even work. Well, I thought you I'm had not a stroke. Lie. I'm just saying it's crazy. Like I didn't give myself. How did I not get a stroke? I don't know. And do they know for sure you didn't have a stroke? I don't know. Like I don't know. You didn't have. My I face mean, never felt weird. I never went like my father had strokes. So yeah. his, my my heart didn't go like this or nothing. No, but it, it did though. That those days, like it was like oh, your was? lips were like, and you couldn't formulate words. I could hardly understand you. And neuromuscular wasn't working upstairs. Yeah. That's well, because it, it depresses the central nervous system. Yes. And and you couldn't really walk, but anyway. No. So this was in the hospital. I couldn't walk. For and a few then days. Um, I woke up in a wheelchair in a loony bin. <laughs> yeah. So they called me in the middle of the night and said he had been transported by ambulance to 
an institution. An institution, you guys. And that um, they had told me originally that they were, uh, you would be there for 30 days. And they were going to evaluate you and make sure you were a, uh, not a harm to yourself or others before they would release you. But that I could come and see you. And that's when, when I arrived the next day, they came and they brought you out in a wheelchair. You couldn't walk. No. And you were just very childlike. Like there was a vending machine behind me and they only gave us 15 minutes and um, there was Diet Coke in it and you wanted a Diet Coke. And so you asked for it. But you, if you've ever like seen a, Charlie Brown. Like a little kid. If you've ever seen Charlie Brown, the teacher, the way the teacher sounds, wah, 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 that's how you sound. <laughs> I couldn't understand you. It was, oh, man. it was, and then like. They actually ended up letting you go home after a couple of days. Yeah. So you're there for a couple of days. Um, each day you, you got a little better, but when I picked you up, you still couldn't really walk. Tyler and I had to help you get into the car. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really have a conversation with you yet. You were really quiet. And the the rest is like the withdrawal process was really rough because you were withdrawing off having all those pills in your system. You had... Uh, you sweat profusely. Like yes. the, the bed clothes was just wet. I was having tremors. Tremors. Everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So then it kind of just went from there. But you, they ended up letting you out a couple after a couple days, and we kind of just went with the the rest was healing your mind and stuff. It's insane. I, I and looking back, it's like it took me to like like I was a scared little kid. You know that I felt like a little boy. Didn't feel like mm -hmm. a man. Even though I'm an adult. In my mind, you sounded like, like a. You called me from in from the institution, and I was like, "Hello." I can tell it was like a number from you know the county or something, and you're like, "Hi." I was like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "I called you." Like you were just like a child. I didn't even know. I didn't even know how to, I even got. I, that, I didn't even know how I even got that phone to work. It was like a phone on the side wall, and I didn't know we could call out. And they're like, and hey, "How you can did use you it. even remember my number?" I don't know. Isn't that crazy that somewhere deep down mm -hmm. I, I memorized? You knew to call me. It was just craziness. crazy. I, no I remember Because they weren't number. giving me a whole lot of information. They didn't let me know when you were going to be released. It was very difficult situation. Talk about being with some interesting people. Because I've been, like I said, I've been incarcerated. I've been in jail, prison. But the loony bin is a whole different animal. Yeah. I feel bad because there's a lot of people. What I did gather. So this is what I gathered a lot when I was there. A lot of people have pill problems bad they would pretend one dude pretend like he was going to commit suicide or something so it was just a joke he's want to get medication a lot of people are checking themselves into this place so they could get medication they're not wow. really crazy some of them they just want drugs yeah it's like damn and I, I was talking to one kid and he was in there and i was like man i was i would give him advice a guy who just tried to offer him how did you I, even I, I, I was telling this kid words. like hey man I'm an old dude. You're a young guy. Don't fuck your life up. Don't, 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 don't get addicted to pills. These things are dangerous. Don't mess around. He, he was angry because he couldn't get a Xanax or something. Like somebody stopped him and he ended up there. Mm -hmm. He was telling me a whole story. Like his dad called the cops on him. I don't know. It was crazy. And I was like, bro, fix the relationship with your family and, and get the fuck off. Oh, I, I, yes, I know who you're talking about yeah, it was because his family was there the first day I was there. They, that's when he got checked in. Yeah. And his family was there. There was all this dra drama, a lot of drama in the lobby. Mm. And I was like scared. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like this guy could pull a gun and go crazy. It was, 
it was crazy. Man, places are dangerous. I remember after I left the first day, because I thought, okay, he's going to sleep. He's going to, it's been 24 hours now <laughs> since he was found. He'll, the pills will be out of his system. He'll be back to normal. And then when you weren't, I remember I got in the car and I called my sister and I was crying. And I said, I think he's gone. Like, I think like Mike is gone. I don't know who this is. And she said, well, did they tell you it's going to get better? And I said, no, they said they don't know. They said some people like never snap out of it. And I thought about like, you know, remember that show (laughs) Taxi? Taxi? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the one guy that was like. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, the Christopher Lloyd character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of like, he w- used to be normal, but then he had like a drug problem and he wasn't normal anymore. I thought you were going to be like that uh, character from the show Taxi. I mean, some people don't bounce back. No, they said, and they said they just don't know because yeah. they don't know if there's brain damage from lack of oxygen. Wow. There's a lot of unknowns. And the reason why they even kept you in the hospital for almost 24 hours, the first 24 hours was because they wanted to make sure your kidneys didn't fail from mm. the medic. From you still had to digest and pro- detox all that medication out, and it wasn't until the institution that I found out that it wasn't just pills. That's no. when you told me, because I was like, "What's wrong with your arm?" And it was like taped up because, and and you told me, and you showed me, and you said, oh, "Drano." Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was another shocker. That's why I broke down in the car because I was like shocked. To me, that's just much more like graphic. Yeah, I was trying to get the job done. I wasn't messing around. That was, I didn't talk about it. That's the problem. When we don't talk about it, that's the scary thing. Like Just like that dude Twitch, he didn't tell nobody. He just went and handled his business. Same mm-hmm. thing with me. I didn't tell one living soul. No, like nobody. Nobody's nobody. coming forward that's saying... Anything and and you Never didn't tell anybody. You didn't say it to anybody. Nope. Someone that you had met with a a really good friend actually that, uh, you met with right beforehand. He 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 didn't even know, and no. you had literally he was the last person you mm-hmm. saw. Yep. But he said that you said like, you you seemed off a little bit. He's all now that you. Now that you say something, he's the one that helped me look for you when, when you were missing. He was, now that you say something, I, something wasn't right. Yeah. But only in hindsight did he think that, yeah. you know? Um, but, you know, that was just, that was crazy. Yeah, it was. Because you didn't even tell him. Nope. And you were like right about to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell him either. That's just crazy that you would even still meet with him. People talk about it. They're seeking help. They're talking about it. They want help. Take them serious. Don't don't laugh at them. Don't judge them. No. If a man tells you, take it super serious. Because we don't talk about Mm -hmm. it. We go handle our business, you guys, if we don't talk about it. I promise you. The people who talk about it, because I I had an ex of mine, her brother would always threaten suicide. He was always going through shit. He He was always hooked on meth. He was always just going through crazy. He would try, but he really was doing it for attention. He'd cut himself. But he, but he still needed psychiatric he help. Did. Yeah, yeah. He they put him in a, in a they put him in one of those rehabilitation. Because when you try, homes. but he it, it's like that's a cry for. It help. It was a cry for help. He didn't want to go do it. We knew, we knew. But he want it was a cry for help. So here's my question, that we can maybe help someone. What? Because I asked you last week if you would have seen a lot of commercials that said you know nine eight eight. What if you had come across a podcast where someone was talking about it? 
what would have helped you is what I want to know because I want to know what might help somebody else that might be having those crazy thoughts. What would have helped you, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Talking about it. Maybe listening to someone's story. Maybe maybe someone telling me, like, dude, it's not as bad as what you think it is. That's the problem is when commit suicide it's either demons are haunting you you just can't get past them it could be past trauma whatever i don't know everybody has different stories we all have different things we've gone through experiences it's possible if i would have listened to someone on a podcast it's possible i'm not gonna say i guarantee it though i'm not gonna tell you 100 guarantee i still wouldn't went through because i don't think it would have helped if i would have confronted you i don't know because i feel like you would have been even just more mortified because i felt like you almost felt like I was about to confront you about something. And that's what like you were Probably. like, uh oh, she's on to me a little bit. Because I remember I you do have to remember, though, let me let me let me explain real quick, guys. When you're going days and I don't I don't want anyone to ever try this experiment. Try going days and weeks, two to three hours of sleep. Do that for several days and weeks without even without even pills mm-hmm. and see how crazy your mind again. Oh, that's what you'll get. It's a psychosis. Yeah. Lack of sleep. Add Xanax to that mix. Causes psychosis. Well, the Xanax was also causing you to not sleep. Yes. The Fitbit confirmed that you were not sleeping. You were sleeping an hour and a half to two hours tops for several days beforehand. You were not sleeping for like that week. Yeah. And then, you know, by doing that, you you think you're finding peace. Like you're, you're, you're getting rid of your pain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we'll do it. Like, I, I just wish, peace. I guess I w- would know, like, what could help people not do that then? Like, what could help people talk about it? What could help prevent people from getting to that more place? Men, more men talking about it. Uh, fathers talking to their sons. Parents talking to their kids. Just open dialogue, I guess. Yeah. There's no, I, I couldn't tell you a, a solid answer, to be honest, because I don't know. Maybe this could help. Somebody, maybe someone's going through and they listen to this. I hope so. You have to have a, also think about this. A lot of thoughts we make up in our own head, they're not even real. It's all made up stuff in our head. And I know then you we, and then we that tend to believe it. Now, it helps you now when you have a, a, a thought. Yeah. You say, this isn't real. Yeah. You have to tell yourself, this yeah. isn't real. What's going on right now? I have a thought. Okay. It's just a, a thought. thought. It's, it's thought. not tangible. Look, it's not doing, it's not, it's not touching me. It's not moving right. me. And then the other thing is for, for people, it's that it's not thoughts, but just like a situation in their life that seems, insurmountable yes just remember that it's everything is temporary yes everything is good times bad times Mm -hmm. ups and downs problems you know happy times. everything is temporary so it's just a matter of waiting until that particular thing subsides but it will subside yeah you know i think maybe that some people people too is who are suicidal is they they can't like the sun is shining. The sky is blue. It's a beautiful day. It puts me in a great mood. But some people, it's dark clouds 24-7. Mm-hmm. They, can't, they can't seem to break out of that. Mm-hmm. That's clinical. They need help for sure. 100%. And yeah, they need can't, help. Don't try to do it on your own, guys. If, you have, if you're deep like that, if it's always yeah, black and no. gray and it's raining. You need help. Get some help because it could be a chemical imbalance. Like you said, something happens to men in their 40s. We don't like to talk about it because we don't want to feel less of a man. But something chemically or, I feel or like it's midlife a, crisis, yeah. whatever, in our 40s. It, I feel like it's a perfect storm of like low testosterone with life circumstances, with past trauma. It, it, I know. I wonder what it is. Bo- and the fact that men are conditioned not to talk about mm-hmm. it. So all of those things create someone that 
has all those thoughts trapped inside and there's no way out. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen to guys, teenagers, 20s, 30s, of no, course. of course. But something, I don't know what, in, in me, something changed. I don't know what it was, but hit 40s. And cause like I said, I never had these thoughts in my 30s ever. And I don't know when I started ever getting these thoughts. For sure, mess on designics took me to a whole nother place that I've never been to in my life mentally. Yeah. So I, yeah, moral of the story is, I'll never touch that stuff And that was again. another question someone asked. Do, so do you drink alcohol? Because are, are you an addict and do you, do you still drink alcohol? I do. I have a drink here and there. Yeah. So you're not sober. No. That's not what... No. I, I feel like, no. and this is a tough situation because there's a lot of people that once you become an, an addict, uh-huh. you give up everything. I did for, a, for about a year a or so. A year. Yeah. Because you weren't sure. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. You've I never was, had a was... problem with alcohol though. No. I enjoy one cocktail and I'm good. Yeah. I don't like my younger years. So that's, you know, we're not, that's a tough one, you guys. We're not condoning someone who's had a pill addiction to then drink alcohol. It's really, really a case by case basis. Yes. Um, But I gave up drinking with you Mm -hmm. for that year. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's, I feel like, you know, you're, you drink in moderation. Yeah. I work out a lot, six days a week. Yeah. I'm not trying to run myself down. I said, I'm yeah. real disciplined now. I, I know, but if I felt like it was a problem, you know. Oh, if I felt it was a problem, like I, I like this too much, I want to drink more, I'd stop. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mess around. Yeah. So, yeah, don't take that as like, I know that like uh, some people will call it California sober, where they'll still drink alcohol and smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll just smoke weed. Or just smoke weed. Yeah. Everyone's addictions are careful, different. So careful do with not, that too, because yeah. weed alters your 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 mentals. It alters the brain yes, chemistry also. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that it's just a tough. That's a tough one because I don't want to be dishonest no. and say that you are sober because you are not. No, it's true. But I'm not necessarily sure that that's the right answer for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have friends that. But but let, hold on, it, let me just clarify that. that was three years ago, over three years ago that I did that. Wasn't like recently. No. So yeah. my my I've over the years my mind's gotten better and stronger. Do I still have my times where I have dark, fleeting thoughts? Of course, but I know I'm not going to act on them. I know they're just thoughts. I told yeah. you this isn't real. But we have friends that they've recovered from addiction and they do they cannot have anything. Oh yeah, I got friends. One drink it'll destroy them. Yeah, it'll like turn, they, they they're completely sober. I feel like it's 100%. just different for you. And yes, it's not a one size fits all no. situation. Not at all. They asked, so I wanted to answer. Yes. Um, okay, so I had another question. Tips for a parent entering hospice. Oof. I don't know. You got to answer this yeah. one. Tips for a parent entering like, hospice. Yeah, like just what can they do like to handle that? Well, the I would say to, the, to the, the, a, the children. The child. Ha- the ch- okay. Well, not the child, but the grown child. The grown child. I would say... Um, on TikTok, believe it or not, there is a lot of hospice nurses that have TikTok accounts. One in particular, hospice nurse Julie. I've been watching her ever since my mom was in hospice. Yeah. And information like helps with the fear of the unknown. And it just helps to normalize the process and what's going to happen and help you um, know what to expect. So I highly recommend educating yourself with and, and, you know, follow some hospice nurses because they will, especially if you're the caregiver, because it'll just teach you a lot about death and dying and what's normal and, 
you know, how to handle that process. So that's like that part of it. The other side to it, I would say, is you will just, you're a lot stronger than you think you are. You will just endure it. Um, but what I have to say, a couple of tips that you might not think about in the moment, record your parents talking. Yes. That was smart. You recorded my mother in yeah. the hospital too when she was Record on her them. Deathbed. Ask them if, if they're still coherent and able to communicate. Ask them questions. Stories too. Uh, yeah. Like have them share stories. That's ask the best. them for recipes. I'm not saying like not in an insensitive way, but it's I cherish the recordings from my mom. And I yes, I have watched them and listened to them and I cherish it to be able to still hear her voice. Yes. That's good. And like her cherished recipe and mm-hmm. her her last laugh I have on a recording. Um, so record, that was actually advice given to me from someone who lost their mom. Yeah. And um, it was good advice because I feel like I would be afraid like she would fade. You if, have that. If I don't, if have, I didn't have it, so I you have it. play it to remind so yourself. So record and, and <clears throat> especially if, you know, they might not want video at that point but voice record yeah depending on you know what the scenario is but i have both in the yeah. hospital but then at home i have a lot of voice recording and that was yeah I'm, I'm glad that um i did that so yeah i would say that is my biggest tip record spend as much time as you can because even though it's really hard time you will m- miss it the minute it's gone yes even if it's the worst nights of your life, which I had this time last year exactly. Yep. Today was what makes one year that she came home on hospice. She was on hospice for eight days, but she was still here. You know what I yes. mean? And if it was very difficult time, 24-7, um, but I wish I could get it back. Yeah, it's true. So... Spend as much time with them. Clear out your calendar. A friend of mine is going through hospice with his sister right now. So sad. Super sad. All right. So on to more lighter topics. Some more Q&As. Q&As. Um, okay. What was your, do you remember, or do you have a worst date you've ever been on? Oh, man. Uh, I don't remember. You don't remember no. a date that went south or like, you're like, you know, or maybe what about, what about you? The dating apps. Did you ever like get to the coffee shop or something? Go, Oh shoot. No. You want me to be honest? Yes. I mean, yeah. When, so there was no apps back then. It was different. It was online websites. websites. Yeah. 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 Different websites back then. <laughs> so how I ended up on those websites going, I was, I was, I was nursing an injury, real bad injury. I had on my left last had surgery came across this website so i was like let me try this because i'm traditional i'm old school meeting people in person i tried it to, to see this and yes people do not post their current looks and then when you get to like i like doing coffee shop dates because <laughs> real quick real easy if i'm not feeling that person then we bounce dinner you see i could commit it turns into an uh, hour okay, or two so you, you had a situation money. where you met a coffee uh, shop girl was a lot bigger than uh you know her pictures as you were walking up did you see her and go oh yeah. no yeah that was been nice about it. I wasn't no asshole. I was still respectful. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. You know. And so did you kind of cut it short? Just, yeah. Not cut it short. I had coffee, you know, and then eventually I made my way and I'm like, all right, I'll see you later. Talk to you later. But no, no follow up. 
I'm trying to think of worst days. I know. A- uh, well, I when I was in my like, let me tell you, when I was freshly single, it was a very short period of time. Very short period of time. I'm sorry, I took you off the market. But quick. I was a dating machine. Okay, I went. <laughs> I went on a lot of dates. Speed date. I did not do apps or anything. <laughs> uh, not to toot my own horn, but I did not need to. They were coming out of the woodworks. Of course. I don't women know if it nev- was the pheromones I was putting off, but I had a lot of dates. So my single period was brief or my dating period, but it was eventful. But I do remember this one date where this guy was like a zero to a hundred on our first date like he pulls out his phone he's trying to book me he's trying to book a trip he was going to go run a marathon uh-huh at like in some island he was going to run a marathon he wanted me to go to to on a vacation he was going to book the trip literally pulled out his phone to book the trip right then oh, wow. and there first date tripping and it like i literally you know like <laughs> fight or flight like anxiety kicked in i literally wanted to like run out of the restaurant we were at sino <laughs> I was dying. I bet. It was like, dude, no. Or, 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 or that's like if women, I've gone on days too where they're they're jumping levels. Don't don't talk about if, do I do I ever plan on or want to get married? Do I plan on ever don't do that in the first like date. Like in the in a first date? Get yeah. to know get to know the person first. Yeah. Say that for later. You're not even there yet. Not even yeah. close. You're not that's, even in a relationship here. Yeah. This is not even we don't even know where we're gonna go from here. So you gotta slow your roll. Yeah, so not ladies, at don't all. do that. Don't spook guys on the first date and start talking about for you single women who go on dates. Don't start talking about kids and possible marriage. Guys will run for the hills. They don't want to hear on the first day. Hold up, like what would you? What, what am I? What, what am I? Like a piece of meat? Like you have plans in your own head? You're making something up? Like what's the plan? You you see us having babies or getting married or something? Like slow down. Oh my god, yeah. It on, was... Online was weird to say the least. I don't know what this app stuff is like now. I'm sure it's weird too. Well, everything's, you don't even need to be on apps. You can go, you can go to Instagram and DM. You yeah. can go DM 100 girls and maybe you get lucky and want to DM you back. I don't know. It's so different. A now. lot of people meet on we didn't DM. Have, I didn't have that. We didn't have that back no. then. No. There's no DM. We had MySpace. I don't even know how <laughs> I, I went on the dates that I did go on. I literally met people the old-fashioned way. Were you on Facebook? I was, but I didn't meet anybody on Facebook. No, no I didn't meet anybody Me neither. that way. I, I, Me neither. I went out on a date with someone I worked with. But he was in a totally different department. Oh. But we had seen each other out like at a restaurant. Yeah. And and I went I met somebody else at a at a restaurant. I'm telling you, if you're single and you want to meet someone the old fashioned way, go eat alone at a bar. Like during oh. dinner type hour. Oh wow. Be- you did that. Yeah. Oh wow. I would eat alone. That's brave. Like on the days that you I never didn't see have- women eating alone. Well, because I didn't have the kids, you know? So like Robert and I we split the kids 50 50. And yeah. so if I didn't have the kids, I remember I I didn't I was sad to go home alone. Yeah. There was a lot of sad days too. I know. Because I bet. it was hard to be alone. I had never been alone. I know. And so I would after work I'd be like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? And I didn't really have any single friends at the time. Not really. And that's the worst when you don't. When you're single and you have no single friends, like who's going to be your road dog? Yeah. So I went out to eat alone and that's where I I found dates, honestly, because the one coworker recognized me from work and we ended up talking and we went on a date, but it was not my cup of tea. He was kind of like an Elon Musk kind of guy. Dude. Yeah. And a lot of money. And you know what? I just had a hard time with the corporate guys with a lot of money. It wasn't my- They don't interest you, huh? No. Boring, huh? It just not, it, I thought that would be like something I would be into. Yeah. But I was not. 
It's crazy. They just came I, with I, a I, different like arrogance, and they <laughs> that was from having the money. They only get they only a lot of those guys only land women because the money. Women aren't really into them. I just to be honest, they're not into them. They're, women like bad boys. They like dudes who talk smack. I got a little bit of backbone. I don't like these. They're weenies. They just happen to be smart and do tech. And have yeah, money. I don't know. Anyway, so I um, so that one was a a fail. Yeah. And the reason I, I knew, and listen, I was in accounting and payroll. So, yes, I looked him up to see how much he made. Oh. He made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot, but yeah, not enough. Not mm, enough. Not enough. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that was, I said, the worst horror story, I guess, was the guy who tried to book me on a trip. It's like, what do you. You like know, you're a like, piece of me. Like he it's owns like you. It's like an awkward like exchange. Like, it's dude. just like an awkward like. Oh yeah, like probably not a you know. That's a bad idea. Slow guys. your roll, dude. Yeah, even men who push too fast, too f- forward, like yo, slow your. I roll, remember dude. cutting it off short, like trying to cut the date short, and he like wanted to go to like the V bar for drinks or whatever, and like I lied. <laughs> I lied. So you got to get home to the kids. I don't remember what I did, but I went back to Sino and just wanted to just hang out at the bar and have another yeah. drink or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't want to go home early alone. Yeah. And I remember seeing him like walk by, like he came back out to the row too. Like he didn't leave. I was like, Whoa. oh shoot. Damn. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Anyways, that was my, that was awkward, worst experience for me. All right, so the next one is share your icks with each other. I have to explain to you what that is. It's a TikTok trend right now. Oh, boy. So your icks is just things that annoy you. Like share like three things about me that annoy you. And then I have to do the same. Damn. I don't... Come on. I know I, know, I know I annoy you sometimes. Uh, no, the only thing is I, I, I try to shush you when you're, you're talking loud in the morning because everybody's sleeping because your voice carries oh, yeah. over. I'm loud. Yeah, you're loud. So That's, when I'm, I'm loud, you get annoyed. The morning is quiet time. And you got like a baby. I'm t- loud, it down. guys. I don't have a volume. No. Even it's, your son tells you, shh. Oh, because he's so quiet. I'm loud and louder. I do not have an inside voice. You don't. You could probably tell by this podcast. Yeah. I have yeah. to put my That's mic- a good thing, though. Your voice sounds great on here. Like, when I listen to you, I'm like, man, it's so clear. <laughs> I have to put my mic lower and yours higher because you have like this deep, sexy radio voice. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> sexy radio voice. That's hilarious. So what so else? What else? I don't know. Think uh, about it. You, if you notice, we don't fight or argue or bicker a lot. So it's not too many things you you you. No, and let me think if I can think of me. things no, that irritate No, it's the truth. Though. I'm not I even do. lying. I'm not saying we have a perfect marriage. No, I mean, we we have disagreements. We've gotten into, but there's not too much things that really annoy me or bother me or tick or make me tick. I don't know. Make you tick? Like or ick? What did you ick. call that? <laughs> ick? I'm sorry. What, what? Icks. Like ick. Sorry, ick. I'm not up with the TikTok trends. <laughs> Icks. Make you tick. Ticks. Icks. <laughs> it ticks like when people are flinching. They got that. Yeah, no, I don't make you Icks. ick. I don't okay. make you tick or ick. Um, okay, let me think. I have to think about this. Caught I, me off guard. Like, okay, well, you can think while I'm know. sharing one. That you, no matter when we have to leave the house, mm. I'm always the one that has to end up waiting for you. Like you wait until the last minute and then I'm always waiting on you. And then you'll have to go, oh, I forgot my phone. Oh, I got to run and brush my teeth. Oh, I got to do this. Yeah. Like when you could do that while I'm getting ready so that we could both leave at the same time. But you, it's like you wait 
for me to actually be like ready to walk out the door. Uh-huh. And then you have three things, even though you'll say, I've been ready. I'm waiting. But you're never waiting because I'm oh, always I know the what, one who I know what kind of bothers me because oh, I'll leave the goes. house. Then I'll come back like, oh, back again. I'm like, I forgot something. Oh, I hate when you do that. That's an ick for me. That's an ick for you too. Yeah, it's an ick bust. that I bust your balls yeah. about it. Let me you tell do it you to why. your son too. No, but let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> I work from home. I record a lot. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. when you, when they finally walk out the doors and I have a little peace and quiet and then I hit record and they walk in, oh, I forgot, I forgot my headphones. Oh, I forgot my phone. And you come back in, oh, I forgot that, like three times on average. I have another one that pisses you off. Oh, it's my ick? What? Come on. What's something you don't like that I do by accident? Starts with a B. What? You get pissed. If I walk by you, I burp in your face. Oh, Come on. How did you not know that? My I don't mean God. to do it on purpose, like, but I know that pisses you off. I don't mean to do it, but dr- if I drink worst. Diet Coke and you're near me and I have to burp, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you know what you do is you, you burp inside your mouth like you think that's okay, but then you blow it out the side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I wouldn't you know what blame I'm talking about? You I might burped like and blew it in my face. I'd probably be a little pissed off. And then too. you blow it out the side. It is, it's, the, it, I don't know what it is, you guys. It makes my blood boil when you do that. But Tyler's worse because he like burps and he'll burp like three, three times like loud in the kitchen. Oh, I know a, a kind of, I have an ick. You're driving. <laughs> I'll explain. You don't, you're not a bad driver. You're a good driver, but. You'll get in like conversation with me and I just want to kind of smack you like, babe, watch the goddamn road. You're like 50 miles an hour on the freeway and you're deep in conversation. You're like, yo, wake the fuck up. You're driving us. Watch the goddamn road. Stop conversing so what deeply. What do you mean? I'm, I'm. Okay. You're driving. You're talking, talking. And you're like, you're like so deep in the conversation. Like, babe, watch. I know you're driving, but focus on that first before the conversation. No, but you get your mad gets, because when I'm. Your head gets more into the talking, conversation. I drive slow. And you drive like a granny. Like, <laughs> it's okay not to be in a hurry, but come on. I'm, I'm. 40 something no i'm gonna be going 60 miles okay. in the right lane or so. fine since we're talking about icks then there's another ick you drive sporadic too crazy he I drives so like not always not relaxing you can't relax okay you're having to hold the thing it's very jerky he drives so badly like that that phoebe throws up hurry. every time you drive when i drive she doesn't throw up in the car you drive and she throws up I mean, I, I got a little heavier foot. But you're sure. you're in a hurry for no reason. That's I, what it's I annoying. Don't, I don't know. I don't like to drive hella slow like an old person. I'm not old. I'm only 48. I'm going to be 48. You the know fuck? what the irony is? I know how he gets. I know he doesn't like the way I drive. But if I just automatically assume he's going to drive, he'll get mad at me like, oh, I'm going to drive? I've got to drive all the time? It's your, it's your but car. Yet, I got it for when, you. But yet when I'm driving... You're annoyed, and usually we have to go to one place, and then when we walk out, you go, give me the keys. I'm going to drive. <laughs> Sometimes. No, you do that every time. So much for not having icks. That's a lot of icks. Mm, yeah, think about it. That's really it, though. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, I think it's just the going back and forth a million times. Probably you're not, you're not like one. majority of women I date where they freaking do their makeup and they leave it all out. That would piss me off. Everything. No, we're equally anal. Yes. We are equally. And not forced each other. No. We didn't force each other. We're just OCD kind we of We are just equally anal. Lucky. Like just before something is about to bother me, it's almost like you read my mind. And not, not that you've done. Just like if I 
see the couch blankets look a little grungy or something like that. It's like, you'll read my mind. I'll go out there and they're all gone and you wash them. It's like, you think the same thought I did at the same time, Yeah. you know, or like I'll go in to make the bed and it's already made mm. or vice versa. You go in and I'd beat you to it or whatever. Right. Any coincidence has to do with our sign that we're both Aquarius. Yeah. And we're born four Probably. days apart, but there's no guarantee every Aquarius is like us. No, but they're very similar. We're similar Aquariuses though. Yeah. Very similar in a lot of ways. I yes, remember when- Without trying to force it or even say, oh, we're Aquarius, we're this actually the same. No, that's not. Again, we're not all, all Aquarius is not the same. No. Just we say the same sign. We're all, me and my brother, totally different personalities. He's an Aquarius. You know that. Yeah, but he's like on the cusp he's on of the a cusp. Pisces. He's on the way, on the way out. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes a difference. I have to say, I remember when we first, you first moved in with me and I realized like how anal you were with your car. I would be in the kitchen and every morning you'd be out there with like a, with, and wiping down your truck. <laughs> and I thought this guy in his cars, you would always wipe down your truck. Yeah. I always kept it. But yeah, I, you're, you know, it, it says a lot about you when you keep your car clean, keep yourself clean. I keep yeah. myself well groomed. You know, I step with everything. I don't let myself fall apart. Yeah. You're the same way. Oh, well, I just thought I of gotta... another. I just thought of another ick. Sorry. Good. Shoot it. <laughs> that you take forever to pee. I can't help it. My damn bladder. <clears throat> so you'll like you'll beat me to the bathroom, and it's it'd be fine if you would like pee like a normal person. I do pee. But you'll take forever, like Austin Powers. Okay. My bladder's emptying itself. What do you want me to do? I don't know, but it, does, I can't, it just I, I drives can't, me crazy. I can't tell her to go faster or let it out quicker. It's, human nature's got to take its course. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. But what, what my ick is, there's another bathroom that you can go use in the house, No, too. but my ick is that I only like to go to the bathroom and- well, Too bad. You better switch that up or else you got to wait for my slow-ass bladder to empty itself out. It's called being getting old. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it sucks um, for me, too, because sometimes I'm standing there and I want to I wanna, I go to the bathroom. I want to go. I don't want to stand there forever. I know. So. Oh, let me see. All right, guys. We're going to have to wrap it up a little. Or actually, it's not early. It's been an hour. Been an it's hour? It's been an hour. Yeah. It's already been an hour. We'll have to wrap it up because we had, we, Mike actually had to disrupt the podcast to go to the bathroom. <laughs> we know how long he takes to pee. And now Phoebe's awake. And at, right. on YouTube, you can see little Phoebe. There she goes. There she is. Anything else? We do have more questions, but you know what? We have plenty of time because we are Candidly with Coffee podcast and we can do as many shows as we want. So yes. we will definitely be back yes, we will. one more time before Christmas. Yep. Um, so we will be back with an episode on Friday with some Christmas cheer. Again, thank you guys so much for all the support, the love, yes, the you guys. Thank you. comments, everything. It. And don't forget to leave us a review and we'll see you guys on Friday. Merry Christmas. Thank you guys.